Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. All right, so we're having some trouble with our phones, but we still want to hear from you on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. We want to hear from you about what your favorite TV theme song is. And why are we asking, Bradley? Well, because we lost someone very near and dear to those of us who were fans of classic television and specifically Good Times and or The Jefferson, Jeanette Dubois. And I don't know if she pronounced it Dubois or Dubois, but anyway, uh, Jeanette um, played the vivacious Wilona Woods on Good Times. And as someone who grew up loving Good Times, and in fact, I still had a lot of Good Times watching Good Times. See what you did there, um, which you didn't even really do. But um, I own the entire series of Good Times and may just watch a little bit of it this weekend in yes. honor of Wilona Woods because I will miss her. She was literally one of the best things about that TV show, even though there were so many good things about that show. Anyway, she passed away. Yes. We learned that. And I just got sad because we just saw her. Didn't we just see her show up uh, at to the, the taping actual of the taping of the Good Times uh, live in front of a studio audience? Exactly. Yes. Um, and she had done some other events and people were not worried about her in any way. Mm-hmm. And we're very surprised to learn that she had passed away late Monday. She died apparently of uh, natural causes and there's no investigation or anything according to to media reports um there were no other details at the time released so perhaps we'll learn some more but at the end of the day i found myself doing that thing that we do when someone we grew up loving has passed on yeah reliving those old moments and one of the things that i loved about her and i like now it's just like kind of everybody kind of knows like oh she co-wrote and sung uh the um thing the theme song to the Jeffersons. Yeah. Maybe you didn't know that, but a lot of people did. But I remember learning that years and years and years ago and thinking like, that is so cool. Right. I don't know why, because it's just like an amazing theme song. So I just thought we could like relive that experience Let's do it. and listen to this theme song. And I want to sing really bad, but I feel like we shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. So let's just let Jeanette Dubois sing it herself as she co-wrote it. And uh, let's hear a little bit about the Jeffersons. So good. It honestly is good, and her voice is so great. I mean, she, and clearly talented enough to write the dumb thing. I don't, you know, it said that everything I read said that she co-wrote it. I don't know who she co-wrote it with, um, but I would love to hear that story. And no doubt there is a story to be told um, somewhere. I hope somebody has already told it. And if not, please do. Um, Because I just think, that just highlights for me that era of television, right. right? Like, it's the best of the best. You know, um, 
I think just because we were talking about Good Times, which she starred in, we should also listen to that theme song if we have that oh, available. Oh, sure, Good Times. And yeah. easy to get to because that's another great theme song. Oh, it is so good. It's so theatrical. There yes. was a story. You could feel it. It was passionate. It was just... Everything about that era, I know I'm doing that thing we do when we're old, but well, the other thing is we don't have theme songs like this anymore, and so we do get nostalgic for it. Okay, let's play the Good Times theme song. Temporary layoffs, Good Times, easy credit ripoffs, Good Times, scratching and surviving. I mean, it's just so good. You're right, though the theatrics of it. It's and there's like a storyline that you can you know what you're about to watch. And it's just raw talent, yes. like the force in those voices. It's not like dooby doop boo, there was a guy and there was a girl. There's just some emotion in that anyway. Oh. I'm all about it. And the show, I would encourage you if you, you know, don't know much about that show, there was so much going on behind the scenes that was reflective of the time in which that show was made. Because I think a lot of times people sort of just think about that show or any of the sitcoms of that era like oh there's just a bunch of people showing up and doing a thing right but they were like of the time they were wrestling with real issues there were people having issues behind the scenes mm-hmm. and like i mean it was a fascinating a fascinating um experience i also <laughs> as, i don't as someone know someone who has no idea but other than what i've watched and read right but i also feel like i don't know the, I, to me that was such a wonderful era for sitcoms because I think they actually showed a slice of life in a way that we don't have it in the same way anymore. Yeah. It's well, they just they serve a different function now. Well, and the common thread between Good Times and the Jeffersons mm, is Norman Lear. Exactly. Well, and Norman Lear and, you know, we appreciate the sitcom and did. I think the audiences did. And the reason they were so successful in the moment was. Because the the general audience loved the shows, but there was a lot of critique of those shows, um, you know, focusing on that that the people who were doing the shows were struggling with in real time, dealing with issues of race and class. And to me, that's just fascinating that people were having these vibrant, right, real arguments and discussions. Yeah. And maybe didn't feel the same way as their characters did about what was going on. That, to me, is incredibly fascinating and totally wouldn't happen today. Right. And not that that was a good thing, but it's just such a, it's it's just a unique story that I hope people will not sort of just like blow off as like, oh, this is some silly sitcom. I do wish that we had some sitcoms in the same way that got us talking in a, in a different way now that we were all watching, because that's the other difference is... Everybody was watching these shows because there were fewer networks to choose from and that it was appointment viewing. That was the way you watched television. Can I also say that this is just a good time to plug um, One Day at a Time, the new version on Netflix, because that show is undervalued. If you truly believe in the statement you just made about not having shows like that anymore, we do, but not everybody's watching, to your point. Right. But if you loved those shows, you should go watch One Day at a Time because it is wrestling with like real issues today. Right. And will it's just done so well that it'll have you like laughing and in tears at the same time. And that's what I appreciate about. So I have watched a couple of episodes of that. I have not finished a full season of one, the new One Day at a Time. 
But what I appreciate about it is that's a reboot that's doing the thing that the original mm-hmm. was also doing, which is different from kind of some of the reboots that we're hearing about. These shows want to come back, but they want to come back only in a way that's palatable to the way we watch television now, which doesn't necessarily do the nostalgia, the service it deserves. Mm-hmm. So that's, I mean, I that duly noted, I'm going to go back and finish. I will tell you, when I got to the end of the first season of One Day at a Time, I was a puddle. Like I was sobbing. Okay. And I don't do that. No, he doesn't do that, you guys. <laughs> Most days. Okay. Point taken. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we got to get the Gooper Scoopers together because Gwyneth Paltrow is talking about that Netflix special. She wants us to know some stuff. I'm in here to tell you that I don't really want to know it, but I'm going to tell it to you anyway on my talk 107.1. We've got to talk, family, about Gwyneth Paltrow. On the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. And uh, when we talk about Gwyneth Paltrow, we call ourselves the Gooper Scoopers. Here come the Gooper Scoopers. They are going to find you stuff that's dumb on Gooper. Gooper, Gooper, Gooper. That's just what they do. Gooper, Gooper, Gooper. There's always stupid stuff on Gooper. What's so, going on in Goop Town? Um, Variety did a little piece on Gwyneth Paltrow. They want you to know, first of all, that they were the ones exclusively who first reported her Netflix special, which we've all dabbled in uh, on the Colleen and Bradley mm, show. Good job, hat tip Variety. I know. So a little humble brag there on behalf of Variety. But they are an actual trade, and they actually do report things that are actually <laughs> happening in the industry in Hollywood, right? So they're yes. not our typical tabloid where we're going to step back and go, well, what do they have to gain from this? That's not what's happening. They're reporting on mm-hmm. Gwyneth Paltrow and her Goop uh, special, Netflix specials. Okay. But uh, they had a conversation with her at the, or she had a conversation, I should say, at the Netflix headquarters uh, in L.A., uh, where she was asked questions about this um, special. Okay. Again, which we've all watched. Yep. So don't tell us we need to watch it in order to have an opinion about it. Hey, have you seen that show? We've seen it. Um, She says the following. And here's the thing before I say it, even I'm at the point with Gwyneth Paltrow where I'm like, I actually don't care what she has to say, how she's going to justify the popularity of this show or what she does for Goop. I know it's working for her. Whatever it is, it's working. I don't need to hear about it ad nauseum. And I don't need to know what went into the decisions to do the things the way that they did them, but that doesn't stop her yeah. from talking and that's fine. And I'm going to read it because we have a whole segment. Yeah, for of it. course <laughs> she says, I will never understand the level of fascination and projection, but we don't want to not change the conversation just to please everybody. We do what we do in total integrity and we love what we do. It doesn't even matter really that some are trying to get attention for writing about us. Did those words mean anything? Yeah, she basically is trying to shame you for having an opinion because it's not the opinion she wants you to have. Exactly. And Any you know criticism is um, just because you're a jerk and because you want cool. attention. Yeah. And here's the other thing about that. Like, I get that as a message for the world about being true to your own self. I don't get that as a message on how to do business. If you're a money-making business saying we're going to do things 
we do what we do in total integrity and we love what we do. It doesn't even matter. We're not going to change the conversation to please everybody. I bet you would if you were losing money. Yeah, of course. I bet you're a business. You weren't being successful. You'd be like, oh, something's wrong here. We better change the narrative. Which is exactly why they did change the narrative. Can I just point out this? She is. Oh, you are vile. Blow it out your rear. (laughs) (laughs) Not you. I was just saying to Gwen. I do most days from noon to three right here on my talk. One oh seven one. She absolutely changed her narrative. And the narrative was stick things in your lady parts. No problem. You'll save the world. And people are like, hey, ma'am, sorry to let you know this, but that's dangerous and not healthy. And actually, science warns you against it. Hey, guys, we hired a scientist to tell you to put things in your lady parts. Okay, I'm going to need you to stick with me because I want to say some things because I want to hear Based on what you've just said, yeah, what your reaction but is to me, some of the stuff she says. I will, but then let me just make the point then to reiterate that she changed her narrative because of the criticism, period. Okay, so everybody hold on to that okay. while I read the following. That kind of media, and what she's talking about is tabloid media, mm-hmm. it, and a lot of it is dying. Um, the business model is failing, mm. and they're turning to the tabloidization to get the clicks. So it works when they write about me, apparently, because they keep doing it. And then she added, if it was something I could learn from, I would be open to the criticism. Hmm. (laughs) So, so they're changing the narrative, not her, is what I'm hearing there. Because they want attention for talking about her. She didn't change the narrative. She's been doing the same thing all along. Yeah, and this the, is and the criticism of her. She doesn't have anything to learn from that. Yeah, this is this is the world we live in today. And kids, this is why you got to stick with us because we're not billionaires. Uh, we're two boobs from noon to three on a local radio station mm-hmm. here in the Midwest. What do we know? Um, but no, we do. See, she controls things. Mm-hmm. That we don't control. She controls the environment in which she has these conversations. So she thinks we're so stupid that we don't actually have the power of critical thinking skills to go, well, wait a minute. You actually did change what you were doing. Your business had to change and adapt because the world rightly reacted to what you were doing with shock and horror and a little bit of fear because it was dangerous and potentially harmful for some people. And then you decided... um, you know, oof, I better start doing things different, which is why all of a sudden you started seeing like doctors say blah blah blue and we're hiring this team of doctors and then we're gonna use big sciencey words to change the all we were trying to do was just sell some candles and you kids got all your undies in a bunch and now we're so you are now con- trying to create this narrative mm-hmm. to go back to my original point. She, because she controls all the levers, because she's got a lot of money and resources, because she's got a lot of power at her fingertips, she thinks she can sort of tell you the way the world is and you're just going to buy it lock, stock and barrel. And the fact is, she's the one that's in trouble um, because if she doesn't and it works for her, look, right. the 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 fact that people criticize her works for her. Or she is using it to her advantage. Yeah. Because she can say, like, it's personal. It's cheap. It's tabloids. When No, it's like doctors. Right. It's scientists. She doesn't actually care about any of that. She says, 
You know, the stuff might not be backed with double-blind studies, but it's been happening for thousands of years. So Okay. Well, people have been doodling for thousands of years. When we come back, we've got crazy, stupid idiots on my talk 1071. You really go a little fast. I guess one could say, that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things. Repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of Florida. Florida. And sometimes in other places. It's not Florida. Um, I want to tell you about a 50-year-old woman in Memphis, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Okay. So here's the thing. Okay. This woman did something recently in mm-hmm. Memphis. Mm-hmm. Her name is Tony. Tony with an I. Tony Rogers with a D and a G. Okay. I always think that's like superfluous, right? Like you don't need a D and you a G. You don't really. You're Rod. right. Jurors. Mm-hmm. I suppose if you didn't have the D, people might think it's Rogers, but you know, it matters not. Right? <laughs> so over in Shelby County, Tony Rogers, 50 years old, she was charged with aggravated assault uh, for doing something recently, mm. which that, you know, people do things. And assault, not all that uncommon, sadly, in the world we live. But over on the 300 block of Stewart Sunday, Something had happened with someone who she lives with. That normal, not normal, who and what. Mm. The who and the what. Who she lives with and what. Crazy stupidity status, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to need some more uh, time. Well, it was her boyfriend. Okay. Pretty normal. Yeah. They have, well, I, I don't even know what their relationship is, but I do know it was Seshel. They had a sexual relationship. They had a sexual relationship and lived together. So that would presume mm-hmm. boyfriend, right? Mm-hmm. Now I said it's the who and the what. Well, the who is her boyfriend mm-hmm. or someone she was doing it with and living with. Mm-hmm. More on that in a moment. But first, the who and the what. What is the what that she did? Now I said assault. Mm. Do you have any ideas? All I had to do with the booty. No. Oh, but sorry. That would be good. In okay. fact, I don't know where she stabbed him. Oh, she stabbed him with something. Yes, she did stab him. She stabbed him with her butter knife. I don't know what kind of knife, but it was a knife that she pulled out and stabbed the victim with. Um, that is the the what? She stabbed the person. Now, the crazy stupid idiot status comes into this story with the who. Remember I said it's... Her boyfriend, special relationship. Was she related to her boyfriend by she any chance? absolutely was. Did you okay. see this story? I did, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. She stabbed her first cousin. Also known as her boyfriend. Her boyfriend. Mm, kissing cousins. Yeah. Well, stabbing cousins. Mm-hmm. And this stabbing was occurring other places than the, just the bedroom. Like the living room? Or? Well, I'm just saying this, okay. there might have been stabbing in the bedroom. Oh. But the stabbing in the living room led to a 911 phone cool. Is he okay? Is her first well, cousin slash boyfriend He did boyfriend go inside right. the house after being stabbed by his cousin wife, lady friend person, to clean his wound. Ugh. 
So um, they did find the bloody knife. She is due in court, and her bond was set at $50,000. No word on also, don't how this date, all went down. don't date your cousins. Wow. Just saying. Have you... Did you ever... What? Did I ever date my cousins? Yeah. Is that what you're about to ask? Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. I mean, like, maybe they didn't know each other. I always think, like, you must not know each other. Like, you know, when sister and brother end up... I've seen some documentaries, though. Lord Byron, did you know he was... Oh, he was gross. I mean, I think that that was acceptable practice back no, way back when. They did not like that. I listened to this whole story about him. Uh, but anyway, uh, moral of the story, don't stab your cousin in the bedroom or the living Mm-mm. room. And also don't make your cousin your boyfriend. Well, that's the stabbing that I meant in the bedroom. Oh, okay. Thank Thanks you. Sorry. For Thanks for spelling that out. a double out. entendre. Uh-huh. Got it now. As got the it. French say. Now we will go to Santa Monica. Nope. Santa <laughs> Monica? Where's that? California. <laughs> California? Santa Monica. <laughs> Oh, you guys, imagine this. All right. Imagine you're at the library. Maybe maybe you're studying. I maybe, used to go to the library a lot. Yeah, I mean, I did too before I had all these fines. Um, you're maybe picking out a book. Maybe mm-hmm. you're there with the kids, yeah. you know? Maybe it's reading time. And suddenly you see out of the corner of your eye a porn being shot. Whoa! <laughs> a porn? A porn being shot. When, when you say the- shot, what do you mean? A video of people filming. They're filming it. Oh, thank you. Yes, they're filming a pern. Just when you use the word shot yeah, and pern, I don't know where you're going. It's true. They're filming a pern uh, in the library where uh, oh, God. Bet- between the stacks of books, oh, um, God. a woman exposes herself. Uh, some sex acts are carried out oh, inside the God. library. Would, what? And it is during the daytime when the what? library. Not even that. Like I don't know. I don't think they should ever even close down a library for a porn. Oh, I filming. don't care. I mean, by all means, I don't. Just as long as it's not an identifying thing, like you don't want to see, like, hey, wait a minute. No, I don't want to. I don't want porns being shot in libraries. Okay, I'm right. just saying, like, I don't need to be thinking about what's been on the table. Yeah, that I'm doing my research on. Yeah. I don't want to think about the magazine pages, you know. Thank oh. you, Holly. Oh, okay. Thank you. Okay. Uh, anywho, uh, they they shot. They I'm sorry. They filmed this pern in the public library, and uh, it turns out city leaders are aware of this pern, this library pern, but they say it's uh, a misdemeanor at this point. Unless they witness it themselves, though, there's nothing they can really do about it. Mm. And the video has, by the way, been uploaded to a Pern site that play, but that pays per click. So the more attention they've now given this. They're period. getting more money. And the people who star in the Pern, their faces are obscured. So you can't well, that see them. doesn't seem like a good idea. Well, you can't see them. And so they can't identify who it was that was doing the the pern in the library okay. with a candlestick. Excuse you? No, sorry. I was doing like a clue reference. Oh, God. That was very <laughs> scary where you were going just now. It could be a very interesting. Um... It's not safe. Interesting. Maybe they've practiced. Well, also, I'm concerned that there's like one of the kids were there. That's what people saying. This just doesn't seem right. Do you know what else doesn't seem right? 
What? This next story that I'm about to tell you. Because I want to take you across the pond, across the very big pond known as the Atlantic Ocean. I want to take you all the way to the United Kingdom. In fact, I want to take you to the Hollywood Bowl on Station Road in Ashford on March 26th. So just over a month from now, I want to take you there and tell you about a crazy, stupid, idiot experience that is going to take place. This isn't really a criminal experience, although I'm surprised it's not. It's yet to happen. It has not yet happened. Yes, this is like a preview of a crazy, stupid, idiot gathering that's going to happen. And it's actually something that... uh, is I just have so many questions. Okay, so let's go to the uh, Hollywood Bowl on Station Road in Ashford, United Kingdom, on seven thirty at about seven thirty p.m. to ten. Two games, uh, shoe rental, buffet, and a drink from the bar. Ooh, it's about twenty one pounds. Like a bowling experience. It is a bowling. Oh, did I not tell you? It's a bowling no. alley. The Hollywood Bowl oh, is a bowling alley. Yeah. Okay. Hollywood Bowl. Didn't I get it now? Okay. Okay. So we're gonna go bowling in the UK. Okay. It's gonna cost us twenty one pounds. Now these pounds, Mm -hmm. that seems like a lot, but I don't know. Europe, Europe, they they're expensive, right? Is this a fundraiser? Well, yes. And it's who the fundraiser is for. That and I have some really aggressive guesses. I don't know. Okay, what are your aggressive guesses? I don't really want to say them. I just just give me one. No. I I don't I can't. Nope. Tell just tell me who. Okay. It's the British Naturism Society. Oh, are they nudies? Yes. Ooh. These nudie Tuesdays. Uh are they gonna bowl nude? Yes. Oh. They're gonna get oh, buck I wild no. and buck naked uh at the Hollywood bowl with some bowls. I just don't wanna see people in bowling positions. <laughs> know also can you just think of anything more unsanitary than the, sitting naked on a bowling oh, alley chair gosh disgusting <sighs> and sticking <laughs> things in the the just germ ridden holes of bowling balls <laughs> sorry yeah, but i bet that you know the fan on the bowling ball thing i bet that feels really oh nice, god so. you <laughs> just know nether, some idiot you just know is airing it out <laughs> like charles is like hey <laughs> Mary, uh, uh, come out of here. It feels real good. Put this on your undercarriage. Undercarriage. Oh, gross. normally two games cost just about twelve sixty-five, but that's without the drink and the buffet. Also, oh. buffet and naked people. Does this sound like a good idea? No, it sounds like the worst. Like, what if idea. you had queso and you dripped queso? Oh, on your, that would hurt. That's your gonna leave a mark. Bits. Yeah, you I feel like that's the least stuff. Of your worries. What do you, what yeah. what other kind of worries you got over there? A lot. Greasy pizza. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Again, sticky. Where are you going to wipe your hands? Right. Right. Do you put a napkin down? What do you put the napkin on? I think what I'm getting here in this moment is that we've got a lot of questions about. So do you want to go? Nudism. Not really. Oh. Can, it's, uh, you just feel like when you go eat. and be clothed. That's the thing. That in that you stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah, but what about the employees? I feel bad for the employees. Uh, yeah. And Although then, they're going to have some stories to yeah, tell. Yeah, they are. And you're like, oh, excuse me. No, actually, oh. you know what? You know I what? like to you apply to be on the wait staff here's, there. Here's the fun I would have. Hmm. So I'm the guy behind the counter. <laughs> People coming up all night. Let me guess your shoe size. Oh, there you go. Yes. yes. I'd say you're about Hey-o. a 12. I have so many other questions, but I'm not going to ask them because we don't have time. We have to play a game. That game is called the Throwback Live. We're going to do that Bye. after this on My Talk 1071.
Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.